Words appear. The Meet Me series. More words appear. Brought to you by Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Welcome everyone to Meet Me here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The show where you get to meet the interesting people I get to meet. I am your host, Victor Gouveia, and remember, if you like what you're about to hear, activate the like button and share it with your friends and family, especially if you think they can benefit from anything we say here, and subscribe, making sure to activate the notification bell so you're notified when we go live or upload a new video. Additionally, we are streaming live on our Facebook page, Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway?, and on Twitter at Blind Whose. Make sure to follow us on both. If you aren't able to catch us live, you can always catch us on podcast. Whether you have an Apple device, a Windows device, a Chrome device, even a Google device, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and various other podcast services around the globe. Additionally, if you have a humanware line of Victor players or an Alexa, go to Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway in the podcast section and they'll get every episode we've ever created. If you need a copy of the video or audio of this recording or any recording we do here on the network, send us an email, whoseblindlifeisitanyway at gmail.com and we'll send you out a folder link on Dropbox that houses all the episodes we do on the network in both video and audio format for you to choose. On this episode of Meet Me, it is a special episode. Now, it may not be special to you guys, but it is special to me. We interview one of the men responsible for, well, <laughs> responsible for Meet Me and for saving my life. Back when I lost my sight back in 2002, I sank into a deep depression. I had no course to take. I didn't know where I was going, what the end of me would be. And thanks to a man named Phil Parr and his friends, Don Shaw, Don Patterson, and Tom Houston, I learned about the Blind Handyman, which was a group of men getting together in their garage, which Phil turned into a studio. And... He recorded a show called The Blind Handyman, which taught us how to use tools and do DIY or do-it-yourself projects, uh, all with the blind in mind. Phil was born blind since birth. Don had a bit of vision, but he was, for the most part, visually impaired. Same with Don Patterson. He was visually impaired, but not completely. Lastly, Tom Houston was the 
good friend of Phil Parsons back in the radio days when they did radio together. And Tom Houston had the sight of the group. He was also the driver for everybody. So, uh, from the blind handyman, I learned about the blind like me group. Now, you have to remember, email groups were what used to be Facebook groups. And while email groups still exist, for those of us dinosaurs that still like that sort of thing, a lot of people are graduating to Facebook groups, which are essentially the same thing, only you can't get around it so easily. You can on a cell phone, though. Having said that, those groups, the Blind Handyman group and Blind Like Me group, have, well, they changed my life back then. They helped me see that my life wasn't lost. And I created Meet Me for the same reasons Phil Parr did. In fact, he is my inspiration for creating Meet Me. So people can see that they're not alone. And there are other people out there that are going through the same thing. And people have been able to live with their blindness successfully. And that's what I needed to hear at the time. And I'm hoping I strike other people with the same impressions. That's why Meet Me is here. Up until now, you didn't know who these men were. And while you can't hear from Phil Parr, my hero, or Tom Houston, you are able to meet Don Shaw. He was the producer and creator of the Blind Handyman show and Blind Like Me. He did some of the audio work for it, along with Phil, and he uploaded it to various platforms such as ACB Radio and various radio reading services. Now, you can meet Don Shaw. Now, I I need you guys to understand that the email groups as they were back when I first joined them they used to be on Yahoo groups they aren't there anymore but they've since moved to another platform that being groups.io and I will have the join link for those groups down in the description box below so if you want to join those groups please Go get the links down in the drop box below. And you can join via email. There's no other way to join. And you will be approved. And uh, the moderators or owner will let you into the group. So, without further ado, I'd like you to meet Don Shaw. One of the men responsible for who I am today. Welcome, Don Shaw, to the show. Well, thank you, Victor. Hey, it's great to be here. 
Now, our audience doesn't know this, but, and, and I'm about to toot your horn a little bit. Um, Don Shaw is one of my inspirations for creating the network and the show, as a matter of fact. But more than that, he is one of the people that I credit with saving my life. When I first went blind, I was not in a very good place. And Don Shaw, along with Phil Parr and Don Patterson, and Tom had, Houston. I'm sorry? And, oh, yeah, um, Tom Houston. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I can't we believe I forgot the, Tom Houston. Yeah. Yeah, we made up the entire crew there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They had a show called The Blind Handyman. Which came first, the chicken or the egg, the handyman or the blind like me? Oh, the handyman. Definitely. The handyman did. We had did probably, oh, I don't know, you know, less than a hundred, but several, you know, probably a year's worth of shows or so. And then Phil had the idea, just talking, you know, it seems like, um, Blind Handyman was reasonably successful, so Phil was just thinking, you know, it sure would be nice um, to, and, and kind of what you're saying, Victor, Phil said, you know, it sure would be nice to have helped, be able to help some people that have recently lost their eyesight with not exceptional, particularly mm-hmm. blind people are not particularly successful, could be successful, but also could be just an everyday um, blind person. And do yeah. and everybody, like Phil said, everybody's got a story, and that's the truth. Exactly, so let's, exactly. So l- let's do Blind Like Me and do some stories of interviews, um, one-hour interviews um, with all kinds of different blind folks. And that ultimately is what ended up happening. On right. Like me. For the blind handyman, you really needed to have some kind of skill, some type of skill. Mm. or be interested at least in home repair. But, of course, in Blind Like Me, you know, any topic or anyone that could do anything um, would be great. So that's kind of how that got started. And I have to say, I mean, uh, you'll have to excuse me because I am actually awed by your presence because I never anticipated you being on the show at all. Um, Oh, I think. Awesome talking to you. As I mean, it's been like you said, you know, twenty whatever years since we talked. So yeah, it's been almost twenty years. Yeah, Yeah, Um, that's wild. Speaking of which, are you goes by? Are you still in contact with Don Patterson? I am. I talked to Don Patterson. In fact, a couple of days ago, and actually, I told him we were going to do the interview. We were scheduled to do the interview, and he he thought that was awesome. Said to tell you hello. And of course, he remembered you, and uh, no. he, he said, "You know, that's great about the interview. You know, you know, I'll send him a link or something to the interview at some point." So, um, is, yeah, is he still off the grid? Because I remember he was saying how he wasn't very good at the whole technology thing. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> sort of, but <laughs> John has graduated to an iPad. Has he really? Okay. Has he uses it some, um, but I think mostly still uses the computer. But yeah, I mean, he's he's gotten a little bit more in touch with 
technology or they've gotten to be a little bit better friends. Maybe that's a good way to say it. <laughs> right. You know how that works. So. Right. Uh, it's a hell of a thing about this technology, but. You know, it's it's all good. So you know, I I I haven't asked you uh, the first question I ask all my guests, but uh, and and I I, I praise Phil Parr for uh, asking me this question. What is your visual acuity? My visual acuity is is real is really low vision, really low. It's like twenty over four hundred. Right. Which is Essentially, it's kind of like, you know, I can see objects, close objects, and, you know, for walking and stuff, it's good. But, they, you know, the, other than that, uh, no, not a lot. So, right. And do we know what caused it? Yeah, we do. It was, I, w- I was like so many other um, of us um, blind and partially sighted folks from back in the day. I uh, was too much oxygen in the incubator. And that screwed up my uh, retinas. Right. So that was my problem. Yeah. Along with so many other people that feel interviewed for blind yeah. like me. You know, yeah. Yeah. I've gotten that. I've actually gotten that. Yeah. With a lot of yeah, the people yeah, I, I interview. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of people you've interviewed from back in the day are that. Because, yeah, I'm getting up there. I am older now. If you can believe this. And this is just, it's just crazy to think about. But um, you know that I am older now than Phil Parr was uh, when when he sto- uh, started doing um, and probably did most of Blind Like Me, if you can believe that. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I am 69 years old now. And Phil was, you know, in his early and you know, mid-60s and all when we were doing Blind Like Me. And back That's then, right. I was thinking, back then, I was thinking, "Damn, Phil's old." <laughs> but, but now, and he, you know, he was pretty much old. tooting his own horn, wasn't he? C- yeah. Pretty much saying, "Oh, yeah. here I am, very old, and I'm still doing it." <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's just wild how uh, life works out. So. No, I agree. I mean, Phil Phil had one classic voice that I will never forget. Oh, yeah. Had, as long as I've lived. Uh, voice and ability, you know, in the recording studio. That's kind of, too, you know, how the whole thing got started. Because basically, when, before Blind Handyman, the first mm-hmm. uh, segment ever happened, you know, we, we, we sit around and drank beer and talked about this very thing. Mm-hmm. And Phil was saying, well, hell, I've got this recording studio just sitting here. Yeah, sometimes it, it's it's uh, re- we're recording music, doing an album for somebody. I'm playing, doing something. But, you know, 95% you know, of the time it's just sitting around empty. So, you know, right. why not put it to some use? I've got the radio ability. I've been doing radio for years, off and on. And uh, so, you know, why not? And and we're all the handy people do handy projects around the house. So you know why not do a show, right? And because of having the recording studio and the equipment to do it with, and Phil having the radio talent and the voice to do it with, he said, "Well, hell, why not? Let's give it a shot and see what happens." Sure. And sure. actually, it turned out back in the day um, there was quite a few listeners to the show. So. Right, I, I know. I know you guys got on to uh, a lot of radio reading services. 
We did in the in, here in the states and I'll, end I'll up here Canada. Um, we run quite a few of the Canadian, or at least some of the Canadian um, reading radio services. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so, yeah, and, it was all good. And the studio, I mean, I remember he said he built a studio for, uh, on his own, didn't he? Yeah, he, uh, he, well, yeah, I mean, after the building was built, he put the whole studio together. Right. Hooked, hooked up the big, you know, 24-channel uh, Mackey um, board and, you know, of course, the recorders and all the recording equipment in the studio. Right. And Phil was a stickler about that recording because each show, Phil, oh, my God, Phil would have loved it today in today's time. He, he couldn't have... Uh, yeah, you know, imagine the podcast and, and, and us sitting here doing this interview like this right now. Phil would have loved this. Is that right? He, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He would have just thought, man, this is the best because, you know, we had none of these capabilities back then. In fact, no, when I, we started yeah. a, a show, and that's why I say about Phil being a kind of a stickler about these recordings because we not only recorded each show onto DVD, which is mm-hmm. the way we had to do it back then, but also Phil on a DAT recorder as another backup recorder oh. on that. So we and not only had the DVD, but we had the DVD backed up with another recording on the DAT, which we fortunately yeah, didn't have to use, but still it was good if, if we'd ever gotten in a bind and needed it. So Sure. And, and you who, know how would, it was. who would edit the show between you two? Was it you and him or just him? We... You know, um, it, we didn't do a lot of editing, Victor. We really did. We just kind of did the show, and however it worked out, it worked out. A little bit of editing that we did. The way it worked is after we recorded the show, Phil would finalize it. Remember back in the day when you had to finalize yeah. each DVD on the DVD recorder? That's right. Well, Phil would finalize the DVD after we would record it at the end of the show which sometimes took like five minutes, you know, back in the day to do that. Sure. And I uh, finalized the show. And then we uh, usually went in the house, you know, drank some beers, <laughs> sit around and talk. You know how it works. And uh, did that for an hour or two. And then I took the DVD home with me. And usually the next day or two, I would uh, do whatever editing needed to be done on it, which wasn't a lot. We just didn't do a lot of editing. But the main thing I would do on the uh, DVD is uh, open it in Gold Wave and convert it from, uh, of course, a wave file on the DVD over to an MP3 file. Sure. Which, when we had the MP3 file, then I would upload the DVD files to um, Jonathan Mosin. So, okay. Phil did the technical part of the recording and actually uh, doing the show, you know, with us, did the technical part of all that. And then I did the technical part of converting it, editing that, and then sending it, up, uploading it to the different um, reading radio services. So, I mean, you guys were really talented. We worked as a team. Yeah, we worked good as a team together. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was really depressed when I heard Tom Houston died, and and you know the fact that. Phil just kept going. I mean, it amazed me that uh, yeah. he was yeah. he was so good about the whole thing. Yeah, he just 
had that natural talent for radio and well, radio and music. Yeah, yeah. And you did too. I mean, I thought you had a great voice. Well, I, you know, I, I saw, you know, so, well, not really. No, I mean, I, I sort of, yeah, maybe I guess, you know, worked into a little bit of it with Phil, but I, I'd never really done any, anything like that before we decided to get this together. And that's how Don Patterson sure. kind of got started with it. Now, Tom Houston had done a little radio as well. Because, uh-huh. you know, Phil and Tom worked together. Right. At the same radio station for, in, uh, well, in Lufkin. So. Right, right. And, uh, that's kind of how they got together. So. Right. And, and. I guess you... you don't mind, you know, back to old times, kind of like when we did the show. And, you know, one of our, uh, and for people that don't know in the audience, every time we, uh, and, but you know this, Victor, mm-hmm. but every time we recorded a blind handyman show, when we'd all be sitting in the studio, we would, you know, we would all be drinking a natural light <laughs> or a time or something. Right. Every week right. when we recorded the show. So just for old times, I think I will open one as we speak. By all, by all uh, means, my friend, so, if, anyone so deserves, not, huh? if anyone deserves it, it's you. <laughs> might as well, just one second. Yeah, might as well... Uh, and actually, in some of the Blind Like Me, um, our handyman shows, if you'll remember, you could hear the, let's see if we can do this on, uh, again. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while, you'd hear that pop a top. Yeah, I remember. While we were recording. That was kind of our, you know, so many people knew that. that that's what we did. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of a, so that was cool. You know, it was all good, so. Well, like I said, I mean, it was, I think, Phil, and and I kind of hope that you would uh, like the fact that you at least saved my life, at the very least. Now, whether that, what that says about you, I don't know, but (laughs) you get the idea. (laughs) Well, I think it's, you know, and Phil was the same way, you know, helping you along the way. You know, anyone losing yeah. their eyesight would have was just a great. You know, just I, I think. You know, Phil would like to know if, if you know if nothing else. You know, if it helped one person, you know, he did what he wanted to do out of all this. So yeah, right, right. Sure. I mean, I was I was amazed that he was able to interview Jewel, for example, in New Zealand uh, yeah. over the phone and. I just interviewed somebody from Australia just the other day. Oh, and, that's cool. And it, I mean, I'm thinking Phil would have loved this, and you're right. He would have loved something yeah. like that. I mean, he would have. It was so difficult. I mean, they did. I, I guess, I, you know, the, yeah, I remember the phone interview now that you mentioned it and all that Phil did. But, oh, yeah. I mean, we actually today, we could have done the show live. Right. On Clubhouse, if nothing else. Clubhouse is, is one. In fact, I've been thinking about setting up a room on Clubhouse and running some of the shows again. Have you uh, really? I have all of them. And actually, there's a few of us. I don't know. You might remember John Conley. Uh, oh, yes. Was on a couple of the shows. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, some of us are doing a, when we've been for the last, oh, three years or so, some of us that went to the uh, Texas School for the Blind together mm-hmm. are doing a Friday and Sunday night chat 
on uh, Zoom. And right. uh, John Conley has paid for a Zoom room, so we don't have to break, you know, every, what, 40 minutes or so like you do in Zoom. So Sure, sure. It's an endless room. So anyway, to make a long story short, we've been doing a, a meeting every Friday and Sunday night. And every Friday night now for a while, we, we've uh, we've gone to something else now, but oh, for a, a year or so, every Friday night, we would run a blind handyman show there, or I would run it, you know, right. my computer. And now, it was good. I have to, I have to ask you because, you know, you hear stories, but is there any truth to the abuses that happened at one of the, at the, at schools for the blind? You know, there is, and I know that because I've heard it from so many people. Uh, right. But Victor, remember, Phil was, and Don Patterson, when they went to school there, was 10 years before I went to school there. Sure. And by the time John Conley and me went to school, you know, all that had changed. But we had both heard the same stories, and I'm, I'm sure they were true. Too many people, you know, maybe if one person says something, you think, oh, hell, that's an unhappy person with life in general. Right, but not when you hear something from so many people. So yeah, I, I, to answer your question, I think it was definitely true. But like I say, by the time we came along, um, it, it wasn't happening anymore. So now, do you have an opinion as to whether blind students should go to st schools for the blind or just mainstream? What do you think? I think both, because I did both, I guess, and maybe some. Uh, kind of partial to, to doing both. But, you know, I, I went to public school in Houston, Texas, uh -huh. up until my high school years. And I wanted to do something different because I went to a, you know, a, a home room, a special room that was like across town. The school I went to was across town from where my parents lived. Heard about summer school and the school for the blind. So it was my decision to go there. Um, I went to summer school to see how it was going to be. Back um, in in sixty eight and sixty nine, which is that tells my age right there. <laughs> but after that, I went to the uh, regular uh, to the school during uh, the regular school year from seventy until nineteen seventy three. So right, um, right. Doing both, I think they both got some advantages. You know, it's a sighted world. Any way you cut it, it just is a sighted world. Sure. So. I think it's good to get the experience going to public school, but I also think it's good to go on the blind side, as Phil would say. Right. Get the experience from the uh, blind school perspective of it. Because I've got lifelong friends like John Conley and uh, Nancy Hefner and people that um, I went to school with that we're sure. still talking on Friday and Sunday night because right. of our excellent communications we have these days. Right. And I did right. make some lifelong friends and was able to do some stuff in the school there that I just could not have done in public school. So yeah, I'm a big fan of doing both if you have a choice. Yeah, I, I mean I have many friends that still talk to their friends from schools for the blind. Um and I've like you, I've heard I've heard some pretty nasty stories as well. Um Yeah. But you spoke about your parents. Were your parents visually impaired at all? They weren't. No, they were no. not. And they were, they were good. I had a good home life. You know, I mean, really compared to what I could have had. You know, you don't realize that so much when you're a child and even a teenager. But you know, sure. you grow up, you 
start to appreciate that. And I did. My parents were older. That was one reason I was probably born premature and had the eye problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically, I had a good life growing up. My parents, you know, and we've debated this forever. I'm blind like me and handyman both, you know, people that grew up. And I know you grew up with eyesight, but people that grew up either, you know, with partial or no vision. It was always a big question, and we debated this forever. Um, is it uh, if, you, if your parents uh, treated you like a normal child or really overprotected you? And, of course, the solution is the, the parents that let the children do the most, it seems like really were the most successful. Yes. And, you know, we ended up debating that, and you'll know this too, we ended up debating forever, both on the show and sitting around drinking beer. After the show, we debated, well, if, if, if you have to be blind at this point, would it be better to have had normal eyesight and then lose your vision or have been a blind person um, for your whole life? And, right. you know, that's an endless debate. I guess they both got their advantages and disadvantages, drawbacks, and good points. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you were an only child, were you? I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, have you ever gotten married? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I was married for oh, 30 um, plus years. I was married back when we were doing the shows in Lufkin. That's right. You were, yeah. Uh, and uh, my wife, uh, we had separated first. You know, it was just one of these deals after a long marriage. And you know how that can work. We just grew apart. Yeah. In, over the years. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we decided to separate. And then uh, Mary uh, had passed away in 2012. Right, right. How did you meet your wife? Uh, we met, you know, one of the things about our technology today, and I think it's great. I'm glad we have the technology and all. And I know with technology that we've gained jobs in today's times and sure. in the last years. But I also know we've lost some jobs along the way, too. And one of the jobs that we lost was um, photo finishing back in the days when they had real film. Sure. And that was my uh, first real job out of high school, was at a photo finishing lab called Fox Photo. And, uh, you know, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Don Pat. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about that on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Don Patterson, again, you remember, is 10 years older than I am. So uh-huh. by the time I came along, Don Patterson actually was a supervisor at Fox. Right. Um, supervisor of a, a night um, film crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd found out about that some some way. Someone told me and I'd called and yeah, we anyway, we did an interview and that's kind of how I got to Fox Photo. And Mary was working there. She was one, uh, one of the ladies that worked um, splicing film in the dark room. And that's how we met. Wow. And, and, I mean, you guys got married in in regular a uh, regular church. I'm assuming. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It yeah. Was. Yeah. In fact, it was a Salvation Army church. Is that right? Just because we didn't have a regular church that we went to, and uh, right. we knew someone else that worked at Fox that was a member of that church, and and this couple that um, said, "Well, 
why not come to the you know Salvation Army and and and, and just you know tie the knot there? So that's what we did. That's what we ended up doing. And how old were you when you got married? I was twenty four. Twenty four. Twenty four years old. So God, that seems so young right now. I know. I have to ask you, did your parents think you'd be alone for the rest of your life, or did they know you were going to meet somebody? I don't know. You know, we never really talked about that, so I, I really don't know. Wow. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they hoped that I'd find someone and meet right. up with someone. You know, it's like all parents, and, you know, would be at least halfway successful anyway, you know, growing mm. up, you know, with a job. But I mean, they were probably, you know, doing this, uh, playing this as time went along, you know, a, a parent that probably didn't really know anything about a blind kid like right. so many others. So I'm sure they wondered, well, what in the hell um, can Don do um, <laughs> at some point? So, sure. you know, you know how sure. that works. I mean, did you, you actually showed them. I mean, you showed everybody. I mean, you were able to do a lot. Well, unfortunately, yeah, well, I, and what reason I say unfortunately is since my parents were older, um, my last parent, which was my dad, passed away when I was 32. Sure. So at that point, you know, I'd done some things, but not, you know, none of this stuff, you know, here in the in the past, you know, more my more successful stuff, I'd say. Right. You weren't around for, but, uh, you know how that is as you get older and as you go through your life. Usually when you're young, you know, you're kind of broke and it's kind of hard and things are just, you know how it is. You've been there and done that, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you go through with your life, things seem to get better, at least some of the time. So actually Mm -hmm. my parents missed out on a lot of the really good times. But my dad was an electronics person, like I am, and a technology person. Mm-hmm. In fact, for a side um, job, I went to school back in the day when you could work on televisions at home. Okay. Of course, in electronics and learn to repair TVs. He also worked at the Veterans Hospital in Houston, but did kind of the TV repair just because he liked the electronics. Sure. And did that sort of as a side job. And that's, I think, one place I got my handyman skills was my dad was one of these type of people that um, really could do just about anything. Any Jack handy, of all trades, uh, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But instead of a master of none, like they say, really, actually, he was good at all of it. That's sure. the thing about that. And I just kind of, I guess, I don't know. You know, he always encouraged me to do stuff when I was growing up and help with stuff. And I think that's where I got some a lot of my handyman abilities from. Because even my wife, Mary, you know, was real surprised that me and then, of course, she knew Phil and everybody, um, uh-huh. you know, that, that we could do as much handyman stuff as what we do. Yeah, it amazed me. I mean, I would hear some of the stories that Dan Rossi would say on, on the list. Um, I mean, him building his deck, him... Uh, fixing his workshop and stuff like uh, that at yeah. home. I mean, I was always amazed by the work that man did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dan was a master at that. And if you remember, uh, Dale Levins, Dale and Janet Levins. That's right. Yeah. They're Canadians and hell, I think Dale, I think they built most of their damn house. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really I mean, 
the fact is, there's nothing us blind people can't do if we put our minds to. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. And I actually agreed with Phil when he said, if you're going to go blind, now is the best time to do it. Absolutely. If you just got to be a blind person, I'll say the same thing. Now is absolutely the best time, I think, to be kicking around, for sure. Yeah. And that even goes double, I mean, since since we recorded the shows. I mean, look how much better we have it now, even than then. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, you know, you I... walk around with a phone in your hand that can do lots more than our computers could back in the day. So. Sure, sure, yeah, that's right. I mean, I would you it. would you guys? I mean, do you use GPS devices and stuff like that for yourself? Well, yeah. Except now, instead of, of course having a separate GPS device, everything's on my phone. So right. But yeah, I mean, I use the technology, and you know, I'm a technology person. I sure. use the technology to its fullest extent. So yeah, yeah. Um, I love technology, and and I don't keep up with it quite as much for the last oh several years as what I used to. Because at one time I was uh, training, I worked at the lighthouse here in Tyler, Texas, and worked at the Low Vision store and did some technology training for okay. some folks. So you know, I really had to keep up with it then. But now that I'm retired and don't have to, I just don't keep up with it as much. But I still have my hand in. Because I love technology and anything new coming along. So, yeah, I'm second and third and fourth. The fact that for us, it's just because I, I know when I went to school as a teenager, of course, we had a Braille writer and Braille paper and Braille books. And, you know, that was it. Yeah. And I would have given anything to have had the technology back then that we have today. Yeah. Yeah. And as inexpensive as it is, too. Yeah, oh, it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I compare some some of those prices to today's prices, and it still amazes me that they have the the balls to charge as much as they do still. Oh, I agree, absolutely. But, you know, I think in some ways that, you know, in some ways it's gotten, the, the iPhone can do so much that, I think it's eliminated a lot of these other devices and a lot of the expect, expensive technology today, which which I think is a crop myself. I, I don't think there's any excuse for it, really. But, you know, it's such a limited um, technology on some things now that I, I guess they still sell it to state organizations. But I was so happy to see, like, NBDA come along of course, uh, you know, a, a free screen reader, you know, w- with or without a donation and give them Jaws some competition. Mm-hmm. That made me so happy because, you know, they were the big game in town for so long and they thought everybody had to have Jaws. That's right. And, and so many people use, so many people use Narrator too, just as much. And Narrator has really gotten well over the last um, few years, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And voiceover, of course, on the on phone and iPad. The technology right. is just so nice now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no limits as to what what we can use at this point with no, all the technology. Sure yeah, yeah. 
that's just like the stream yard. It's, it, and yeah, I, I haven't, I've, I've heard of it and I've looked at it before, but this is the first time I've ever talked and used this technology. Right. But man, this is wonderful. The sound quality is great. The video is nice. I mean, it's just, that, that's just super. I think so too. That's amazing to me that we can do it, sit here and do an interview. Phil would have loved it. I mean, he would have just really, really loved this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. What do you think he'd think of Zoom? <laughs> oh, I think Phil would have liked Zoom a lot too for doing interviews as well. Yeah, I, and especially for doing like um, group interviews. Sure. You know, actually, we could have done the whole show sitting at our houses individually. We could have. Went to Zoom and had a guest or two on Zoom. We actually could have done the whole show from our separate houses. Or StreamYard, actually. I I have about six or seven people who have access to my account. And, you know, I'm teaching them how to use StreamYard. See, that's neat that y'all can do the technology. Hell, we could have probably did the whole blind weekend <laughs> over StreamYard or Zoom or something, you know, back in the day. You know, I always, I always regretted not going to those. I know, and we always said that, Victor. We always said, "Damn, you know, I wish you know, Victor, some way, you know, could get here to do um, some of the gatherings that we did." Yeah. But I yeah. know you were going through some times back then too and had yeah. some struggles yeah. going on and things. So, you know, it just, but yeah, I, I know. I mean, back in the day, you know, when we did the blind weekends, Carla Joe and some of the really neat people, you know, Giovanna, uh-huh. some of the really neat people that were, um, around, you know, with us back in the day. It was just, those were some good times. They were, they were, you know, I mean, who would arrange there? those? Who would arrange those weekends? Was it you or or Phil? No, Phil and uh, Giovanna usually um, did most of that. Right. We reserved like the conference room at the hotel, and we all kind of you know worked together on some of it. But then Phil and uh, Giovanna actually were the ones I think that um, right. actually made the reservations and did the you know the tech you know that part of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it 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 was amazing what you guys had the capability of doing uh, in such limited technology, but you guys made it work. I yeah, mean, you guys and, saved lives. And 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 talking about limited technology, it, it was limited compared to what it is now. Of course, yeah. I mean, now we could do so. We could have done so much more. And yeah, the basic idea was, I mean, I, I know along the way, um, if you remember Dale Campbell from Blind Mice Mark. Yes. Dale was another person that went like from seeing perfect to nothing in an instant, you know, in a, in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I know because Dale's, you know, has, as Dale has told us several times, you know, that, that we, you know, we were an inspiration to him saying well life's not over you can still do things you know even though you can't see you can still you can still do life you can still do projects you can still live Mm -hmm. you know a a fairly normal life without vision so i know i know it helps some people along the way for sure so yeah I'm, i'm just that's just super good 
And and Dale Campbell went from Cooking in the Dark to the Blind Mice Mart and to the Blind Mice Mall. That's right. I Which mean, the man still has. Doing. They're still doing cooking in the dark as well. If you can oh, are that. they? Is that right? I oh, I yeah. haven't been able to catch any of their shows. Yeah, I I haven't um, listened to any lately, so I don't know which show they're on. But oh yeah, they're they're still um, they're, they're still doing a, a show as far as I know every week. Right. Uh, wow, yeah. that's impressive. Awesome. JDS. It, that is an impressive uh, feat to be able to do. You know, just that amount of shows. No kidding. It's just, I mean, I think it's amazing. Incredible. Don, I want to, I, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and I want to thank you so much for saving my life. Well, you, I appreciate being on the show. And I mean, I'm glad we could be some kind of influence along the way as well. You guys were. I, I started the Meet Me show based on what you guys did, what Phil Parr did. And uh, I've never looked back. I've never regretted it. I love so meeting all these people. So that's the way you kind of got the show. I mean, you were thinking about that, and that, that's kind of how, how you got these interviews. And this oh, show that's exactly that's exactly how I got it. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't think of anyone else except Phil. Well, uh, Phil and you and Don. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, I didn't think of anyone else except you guys when I was uh, drawing up the show. Um. And. And today, I, I mean, I've got this huge network on YouTube that is doing one show a day, sometimes two, and it's different people, you know? I, it used to be that I would do a show a day, but now I all I'm doing is uh, two to three shows a week, and those are live. So you're doing two or three uh, um, live shows a week. Now this this isn't live. This is recorded, though. Right? This one is recorded, yeah, uh, because it's easier for people to for me to be able to interview people on their own time, as opposed to yeah. my having to ask people to come in at, at a specific time. Yeah, and I try to catch some of your shows and have talked. Uh, several of your shows that you've done, I think I've seen. I, I think YouTube is where I watched them. Actually, you are on my uh, my uh, 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 to, you know, it's follower. I, I follow you on YouTube. Yes, and I, I've seen several. So I, I knew about Streamyard. I think actually the way I learned about Streamyard was I went to look at it after I saw your show. In fact, right. Um, with uh, that, you, you you were interviewing. Uh, some people then, and I, I was going to ask you about that part too, kind of you know, how, how it got started and about, and I know we probably, you've gone over this before, so it won't take a lot of time with it, but I think it's interesting that you can record this on StreamYard, then I would assume some type of way after it's recorded, you'll take, you'll take the um, audio and video of this show and, and upload it then to YouTube. Uh, Yes, yeah. I mean, if it, un, unfortunately, I don't have the money to go with the enterprise plan, which would allow me to upload a, a a show longer than an hour for streaming. Uh, 
but instead of streaming live, I just go live and I air the video. Okay, yeah. I air the actual video. And then, uh, a good interview. I mean, that's, you know, that's a it, long, good interview. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, you guys, uh, have no idea how much you guys may, mean to a lot of people out there. Well, yeah, I'm glad that, um, we made a difference, you know, for somebody, some people along the way. I, like I say, that would have made Bill, you know, if, if he's sitting, you know, um, and, and, you know, some way can know the, I mean, he, you know, that was the idea. He'd be glad about that. Yeah. And that's one reason I'm th- I want to run some of the Blind Like Me shows again. Our handyman, both of them, was Phil's idea was he was hoping that someday, somewhere along the line, that it would help even more generations of newly blind folks um, coming up. And mm-hmm. in some way, somehow, the shows could be either posted somewhere uh, or in a museum or something where people could see them. Little did Phil know. Of course, there was no YouTube back then. Sure. Are, are none of the ways now that uh, actually the shows could be um, stored now and, and, and people could access them because we didn't even have hard podcast back in the day. Yes, I know. So we've come so far. Yeah. Since then. I so. mean, I'm, I'm being heard not just on, on YouTube, but on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I, I'm heard there live, but also I'm on various podcasts channels and and i've got you know and i've got the files for download if anyone wants to download them you know Uh, i find it it's just easier for people to do it that way yeah yeah and like bill would have loved it i mean just being able to do the technology that is going on today i think so too i think so too just so amazing it's amazing that you can run a show in all these different places and things or in interviews or oh, something. So <laughs> yeah, cool. no, I understand. I understand. Don, um, again, I want to thank you for being on the show and I want well, to thank you for the interview. I want to thank you for your continued work and I hope you have actually, I should ask you what is next for Don Shaw? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Like I, I was just talking about the shows, and if you have some ideas, sometime, you know, we'll talk about it. Um, you know, when we're when we're not doing an interview, but some ideas maybe about maybe archiving or, or putting, you know, posting the shows somewhere else at some yes. point. Yes, I would have to do some editing on them, like phone numbers out, and you know, different you know things happening. Uh-huh. Uh Editing, but at some point, you know, I wouldn't mind putting the show somewhere that might be a next thing yeah um, right now i'm just going day by day i'm kind of pretty much retired i'm doing the stock market a little bit dabbling in that uh i don't know just enjoying kind of being retired enjoying the technology we have today and just kind of taking it day by day yeah did you ever have kids i don't i don't have any children no right right I don't know if that's lucky for you or bad luck for you. No, you know, it just depends on how how your children turn out, I guess, whether it's <laughs> rather very true. Not, you know, it, it really it just depends that 
And if I recall right, I, I think um, back in the in the day, and, and she, you know, I'm sure grown by now. But it seems like you had had a daughter that was small. I did. She's in her second year of university. That's right. Oh my God, that makes me feel even older. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine wow. how it makes me feel. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh no! Believe me, if I I am almost the same age you were when you were doing the shows. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm fifty. Yeah. Okay, because that's where I, you know that's where I started out too. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, it's amazing. Wild. And your 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 daughter's um, at university. That is just that's just I can't even I can't even imagine that. Well, I have to. Little. I I have to say, I never anticipated my daughter would go to university, but we managed to scrimp and save, and we managed to do it. That's cool. That's just you know, really cool. I think so. Well, sounds like you're doing well then, overall. Well, I hope so. I hope so. And like I said, I owe it all to you guys. I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Well. I'm I'm glad it worked out like it did, and I think it, it's really neat that you're here and that you're doing these shows. And again, it's sort of like blind like me. I would say that, uh, these shows. I know these shows that you're doing now, and of course they can be archived and saved. But it's the same thing. You know, they're going to help some other people along the way as well. So I really hope you so. No, yeah. they're going to. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, that's all I aspire to is to help other people. Yeah, and, and that that that's I, I think you know a, a great goal to have. You know, because that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, because I don't I don't ask for any payments. I don't ask for any do anything like that. I if I get any money, it usually goes to my other hosts, show hosts. Right. So uh, you know, so they don't have to spend out of their pockets. To ours do the show. Ours was a volunteer effort as well. Phil yeah. talked one time, you know, about maybe getting a grant or two or something to, you know, maybe with Home Depot or something for the blind handyman or, you know, some uh, home repair place or something. But we never, that just never happened. We just never got that worked out. So, yeah, it was a volunteer effort too. But like you said, you know, if it helps some people along the way, you know, that's, I mean, that's, Way good, right there. That makes it really. That makes it. It makes what you're doing. It really makes it all worthwhile. Right, right. Um, I'm. I'm going to. Again, thank you for the interview, and I really hope that at some point we can do something with the blind like me show and the blind handyman, um, because it'd be great to bring those back. I think it would too. We'll work yeah. on it. And, yeah. And we'll, we'll get together and, and talk on Messenger or, you know, there's so many ways. Uh, yeah. Now that, you know, on, on the iPhones, you know, you can use their uh, FaceTime audio. Yes. There's so many different ways to talk these days. So, yeah. That's we'll, right. We'll see if we can get something together to do that. So. That's right. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Don Shaw. As I said, he was a man that I really in inspired to be. He was a man I looked up to, along with his friend Phil Parr. And 
I am happy to know that I will be broadcasting the Blind Handyman Show and the Blind Like Me Show in their entirety on Saturday morning. So you can catch what made me feel good. And I hope you get as much out of what I did. So guys, thanks for coming to meet me here. Remember, you can catch Meet Me every Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. And uh, we're glad you came by. Bye-bye, everybody.